Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast with Bryce Johnson. It's a show that unpacks sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. Enjoy inspiring conversations and thought-provoking interviews. You'll hear stories from people that will inspire, challenge, and encourage you. Now, from the Unpacking It studios in Charlotte, North Carolina, uniting sports fans everywhere, here is Bryce Johnson. Welcome to the Unpacking It podcast, where we unpack sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. I'm Bryce Johnson. Hope you're doing well. Hope you had a great Labor Day weekend. What an awesome holiday. It just kind of closes up the summer, lets you know fall is happening, and now football is back. Here we go. Today on the show, we're talking with college football analyst Eric McLean from the ACC Network. He played at Clemson. And, and get this, so when he finished off his career at Clemson, he left with more wins to his name, 46, which, it, which was more than any other single player in Clemson history at that time. And, and now all they do is win, you know, last few years they've been doing that as well. So uh, but kind of a cool, cool stat for him uh, as he wrapped things up. The tough thing for him, though, he left. The, so they, they went to the championship. Deshaun Watson was the quarterback. They lost to Alabama. Eric McLean graduated. And then, of course, Deshaun came back. They won it the following year, and, uh, and, and Eric was there in attendance. And, and actually, uh, you know, he, he's been able to, to leverage his time at, at Clemson to become a, a really great analyst. And, and so uh, I've gotten to know him a little bit. He's here in Charlotte, and, and so excited to have him on the show today. But before we, we jump in, let me ask you this. Do you need to get your own health insurance? Well, go to healthmarketgenius.com. Know your options, healthmarketgenius.com. Support them as they support us. Also, want to encourage you to check out unpackingit.com. And specifically for those of you in Charlotte or those of you that are golfers that want to come into Charlotte for the fifth annual Unpacking It Golf Tournament, Presented by Strategic Planning Corporation. It's taking place October 19th in Charlotte, and, and it's at Raintree Country Club. Uh, for those of you familiar with that club, uh, we, we've played there every year, and we love it there and, and can't wait to be back on October 19th. You can go to unpackingit.com slash golf. And if you're unable to play or you don't live in Charlotte but you want to support the tournament, this is our, our ministry's a big fundraiser every year, and, and it's very important for us to uh, just continue to be able to do what we do. And so uh, if you'd like to support it in some way, uh, we, we'd greatly appreciate that. And, and again, it's unpackingit.com slash golf. All right, stick around. At the end of our conversation with Eric, uh, I'll unpack some of the things that he said, but I think you're going to love this conversation. So here we go. Eric McLean on Unpacking It. Intriguing guests and inspiring conversations. This is Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson.
Joining us now on Unpacking It is ACC Network and ESPN college football analyst, former Clemson captain and offensive lineman. He joined the ACC Network in 2019 and played at Clemson from 2011 to 2015, where the Tigers won two conference championships and made a national championship appearance. He'll be playing in the Unpacking It golf tournament again this year, so make sure you join us. Go to unpackingit.com slash golf to register to play. Eric, thanks so much for joining us. How are you, man? Man, it is game week. I'm so jacked up that we're going to get a little bit of normalcy. But, man, super excited to be on the on the podcast, on the show here. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. We're, we're fired up to have you, and, and we'll talk football in a moment. We'll talk faith in a moment. But you, you're coming in off the uh, off the yard. You've been working on the yard today. What did you work on? Man, I've, I've been busting. It's been rare for us here in Charlotte, right? We've had so much rain, it seems like, uh, that once I get a sunny day, I'm, I'm outside, I'm building, I'm cutting the grass, I'm making sure all my beds are right out here. <laughs> it's been a... It's been a great couple of days for the Mac Lane residents where we can uh, get our household in order before uh, you know lockdown and the fall comes back around where I can't do anything. That's right. No, I, I love it. And and so when you when you say beds, are you a mulch guy, a pine straw guy? What's the setup? Man, I'm a big mulch guy. And I'll tell you why is is when we first moved here, we were you know out there kind of you know going back and forth and debating: do we want to keep pine straw? Uh, do we want to have some mulch? Uh, what's the best case? And I was just kind of raking some around, and I saw a couple of baby snakes, and it Ooh. was game over. Oh, yeah. No, thank you. I'm, I'm out. I'm out on that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it, it, was, uh, it was a no-brainer. We moved to mulch really quickly. Nice. That, that's awesome. Yeah, I, I like mulch myself. Well, all right. So let, we'll, we'll talk football in, in a moment as well, but I, I do want to talk about your, your broadcasting career for a moment because you, you finished up year number one, and, and, and a part of the, the launch of ACC Network as part of the, the ESPN uh, brand, of course. And so I'm curious, what was the first year like? What did you learn? And, and then what's kind of different now heading into to year number two, even beyond, of course, the, the obvious pandemic issues? Yeah, man, it was an absolute dream. I mean, I, I was a kid in a candy store every time I got to uh, go up to Bristol to ESPN headquarters there and, and to work and do our show. And, and so that from you know, just that standpoint, something that I've always, you know, wanted to do and, and have grown up watching, you know, Sports Center and, and ESPN and get up all these different things but to be an absolute dream come true. And then just the people that, you know, we worked with and our team at ACC Network was, I mean, it was so much like Clemson to me and the fact that it was, it was a family and it was people that all had a common purpose. And that was to, you know, put on the best, you know, television and shows possible. And I think that's what we did. So I had so much fun just, just meeting all the people, uh, you know, building these new relationships and, you know, just being able to, to talk to new people that outside of this opportunity I never would have. Oh, it, it's awesome. And you've done a great job. And, and I, I love all the guys on ACC Network. It's just a, a great channel, great coverage. And thankfully, we, we have the ACC uh, playing this year, which is great news. And, and before we, we talk about that, though, I do want you to share with our listeners uh, how you got into broadcasting. And I know you've shared this story before, and, and we, we talked about it over lunch, but it's just such a, a great story and, and, and kind of a, a funny story in, in many ways, too. So can you share that with our listeners? Yeah, absolutely. And it was something that it's funny because we all, uh, we all have our plans, right? And then God has his plans, and they normally go 
uh, his way 100% of the time. It, it doesn't really go what, what we think or, or the direction that, you know, we think is, is best for our lives. So, you know, growing up, man, just, just being around my, my father, who's an Air Force man, a, a great leader for our military and, you know, just has the gift of gab. I think it just spread straight down to me and, you know, being at Clemson and, and being the kind of the, the face of the offensive line and maybe even the face and the voice of the team there for a little bit in front of the media, at least as an offensive lineman, a little bit rare, but, you know, I just took every advantage of those opportunities and, and kind of understood that, Hey, this is, is basically a, a, an interview for me where I can get my face and my voice and my, my thoughts out there and who knows who's watching. And that's something that I, I took great pride in, whether it was all walks of life, you know, whether it was some big CEO uh, listening that might hire me one day, or, you know, as a matter of fact, it came out to be ESPN. So, you know, flash forward, you know, it's my senior year. Everybody's kind of saying, man, you need to, you need to go work for ESPN. You need to do this. You're so good at it. Uh, and I was like, eh, I don't think that's for me. You know, I, I don't want to do that. I enjoy it as a hobby, maybe make a couple appearances here and there, but overall, you know, I, I don't want to, that to be my job. And, uh, you know, <laughs> so I go into sales and, and I'm working for Clemson as in part of their marketing team. And they have the multimedia rights to Clemson, which means they, you know, on the TV shows, some other marketing things, radio broadcasts. And I, I start doing some of the, you know, pregame and postgame radio shows for Clemson and, and just hosting those and, you know, having some big time segments here and there. And so, you know, we're doing all that. Flash forward to Clemson being in the national championship in 2018. This guy just, just hits me up from ESPN and says, hey, this is so-and-so. Uh, I'd love to, to meet with you and talk, you know, just, just talk about the game, whatever. And so I had just being a former player had been played in a national championship with Clemson. I had been asked to do a lot of stuff and then was just doing a ton of radio, some TV hits here and there. And this was getting closer to the game. And I was like, you know, I'm just, I'm enjoying this time with my family. You know, I'm not here for work. Uh, you know, maybe we could do it another time. So I'm blowing this guy off who ends <laughs> up being a very important person at ESPN, but I just couldn't, I couldn't find him. I mean, I Googled him. He's one of those not on the first couple of pages guys, so you stop looking. Nice. And so yeah. it's me up again, uh, and I say, you know what, man, I'm in San Francisco right now. I really don't have time to talk. Uh, you know, maybe game day. Maybe we can get together. And uh, finally, you know, we, he says, okay, that's great. We can just meet on the field. And, again, this whole time I'm just thinking that, you know, he wants to pick my head about the, the game. He works for some ESPN radio or something of that nature. So we finally meet. And, uh, you know, he, he said, hey, I'm, I'm doing TV. Can you meet in 10 minutes? I said, yes, sir. We meet up. He's not wearing anything, in my mind, what would be on TV. He's not in a suit, <laughs> not in a tie. I mean, very casual, a little bit more casual than maybe what I had on. And mm. I was just like, you know, what, what's going on here? And then we just start talking about the game a little bit. He's picking my brain uh, and not writing anything down, not recording anything. And I'm getting a little bit frustrated. I'm like, man, I need to be tailgating right now with my wife, my family. You know, why am I wasting my time, you know, talking with you if you're not even, you know, really paying attention to any of this stuff? And I, of course, I don't say that to him. How embarrassing would that be? <laughs> uh, but then he, he hits me with this very transitional and dramatic, so I want to talk to you about this new opportunity that's going to be arising with ESPN called the ACC Network. Uh, we'd love to fly you up to Bristol. 
and uh, see if you want to be a part of the team. Brother, I promise when he said that, Bryce, uh, I blacked out. I had no clue where I was, what I was doing. I just said, <laughs> uh, yeah, that would be awesome. Because, again, it's it's so funny how, you know, I'd said for, for years, you know, I'm, I'm not interested in working for ESPN. I'm not. And, and then when the opportunity presents itself to you in a time that you are not looking for, I mean, my wife, Kaki, and I were, we were set. We were doing very well in Greenville. We were having a great time in Greenville, South Carolina. Very happy with both of our jobs, you know, not looking for any other opportunity. But again, opportunity finds you. And, and that's what I, I briefly mentioned earlier, that God kind of, you know, he has his ways. And, and I know it's easier to say that when it's something as positive as this. Uh, but I truly try to just understand that and, and to remember that and really anything that happens in this life. So Man, I flew up to Bristol. I did the wow. audition. They offered me the job. And uh, ever since then, it, it's been just absolutely living this dream. And, and we're so blessed and, and grateful each and every day for this opportunity. I love it. It's an awesome story. And and ultimately, I mean, <laughs> God, God changed your heart and opened your heart to, to want to, to do it. But but kind of what went into that? Because it's just interesting to say, all right, initially, oh, I don't want to work at ESPN. And then you get the opportunity and then you say yes. So what kind of changed exactly? You know, I think it, it was, again, just after that opportunity presents itself. It's easy to say no uh, when, when there's no opportunity where it's not just maybe real idea. and tangible. Yeah, uh, exactly. But then when it hits you and, and you, you, know, you, you think about it, you're praying about it, you're talking with your wife and thinking of, you know, again, just the message and the platform that you will now have and be able to give on this, you know, this new network and, and the worldwide leader of sports that is ESPN. Um, it, it was just an opportunity that I, I couldn't pass up. I mean, of course, selfishly for yourself, that you, you think of the great things and the awesome times and, and, and opportunities to go to different games and talk about the sport we love. But on the total opposite side of that, you think of, the platform that you now have, the people that you'll be able to reach that, you know, I just hope, and, and it's my goal every single day to live and to act and to treat people with a certain amount of respect that, you know, they just say, man, this is, this is different. How, how is this guy this way with, with this, you know, fame or popularity, whatever you want to call it. And, and that's because of, of Jesus Christ. And I hope that that is just so overwhelmingly shining through me that it, it's just, it, it's evident, you know, I don't have to go on a, on a show and, and sit there and quote the Bible, but people just feel that and know that that's who I am. And just, with just your smile and your, your energy and your passion at all shines through, uh, even through the TV, which is cool. So God's absolutely using you and, and, and such a great story. And to think, you know, you're in your, your twenties and, and already have th- this opportunity and, and, and really the sky's the limit. So it's, it's exciting and uh, really happy for you and, and love hearing that. And so, as a college football analyst, as a former player, take me in. How have the last couple of months been for you with the uncertainty and wondering, are we going to have a season? What was the roller coaster like for you? Man, it has been absolutely wild. And, and I tried to you know, stay pretty optimistic the entire time, right? I, I tried my best to say, you know, we're playing. This is going to blow over. People are going to do the things they need to do, whether it's personally or from a school perspective, whether that's the safety protocols, the testing, all those things in place. I, I tried to absolutely be as, as positive as I could with that. But then, you know, a, a dark day came and, and the Big Ten, you know, announced, hey, we're not playing. We're shutting this thing down. The Pac-12 followed suit right behind them. 
So there was a day or a couple hours, because that day seemed like a week, but it was it was just one day uh, where the uncertainty was at an all time high, and, and the questioning of you know what are we going to do? Are we going to have a job? Yeah. Um, you know how am I going to be able to provide with, for my family and my wife? Uh, so a lot of kind of things just kind of hit you instantly, and, yeah. and it never really got to a point because again, Bryce, it was so fast where you know I never got to the point where saying, well, God, you called me and. and presented this in front of me just to take it away so quickly. Mm. It never got to that because, again, it happened so fast. Um, and I'm sure a lot of people are, are experiencing those questions during these, these terrible times and people losing their jobs and things of that nature. But it was so quick where it was just kind of a take your breath away moment. And, and then, you know, you start making some calls. You're calling presidents, ABs, uh, different people around, you know, the ACC and, you just kind of get a better feeling that, you know, we're going to play, we're finding a way. And then of course, a couple of hours later that was announced. So that, that was just weird. You know, you go through the, the off season and, and again, not knowing that we're going to play, but you still want to be prepared and you have a lot more time now, right? Cause you're, you're quarantined sitting at home. So there's no excuse not to be. So I, I tried to just go about it uh, as regular, of course, this being my first off season, I don't know, what regular is, but I tried to make it the, the best we could with diving into the teams and, and figuring out new guys, old guys, personnel changes, things of that nature. And really, you know, having that time to, to go through each and every program was, was fantastic. And then you threw a new ripple in where, okay, now guys are starting to opt out. They think that it's best for their family and their situation to sit this college football season out to prepare for the NFL draft. Well, now, I'm having to learn another guy. And so it, it, it was a very interesting and I think unique. I, I do not expect to ever have an off season like this again. Um, but from a football perspective, man, it was just understanding and hoping, praying, believing uh, that, that we were going to get to this moment. And, and man, we're, we're a couple of days away from you know, Miami kicking off Thursday. So Let, it, it's a lot of fun. Let's go. Here it is. I, I can't, on, I can't wait. <laughs> and so, uh, you and I are, are in a unique situation because your team that you played for, Clemson, the school that I went to, App State, we're playing this year. The, the, the conference that you cover kind of mainly is the ACC, and so they're back in action. But then, you know, we pull back a little bit, and I'm talking to buddies who are fans of Ohio State, and, you know, of course, you, yeah. you interact with all these kind of people as well, and their college football has been taken from them. And, and players are bummed they're not playing, and coaches are bummed they're not playing, and, and to think that two of the big conferences are, aren't playing, at least right now, and there's a lot of uncertainty, and who knows what's going to happen over the next you know, month or so. I guess, how have you handled that side of things, where it, we, we have a limited number of teams, and even though it is your focus, the ACC, you also recognize, wait, some of the top teams that we thought were going to be in the mix aren't in the mix right now. So how are you navigating all of that? Yeah, it's been so interesting, and, and ultimately, to me, it, it's heartbreaking. I mean, I think about these seniors for not just football, but for all sports in the fall that, that has been, they say postponed. Bryce, I can guarantee you they're not going to play in the spring. There's yeah. just there's too many factors. It's too close together for two complete seasons. Too many guys are not going to play because they're going to opt out for the NFL draft. So I, I know they, they are still hanging their hat on that, but it's not going to happen. And yeah. so now you're seemingly, if you were a senior, your career is over at the snap of a finger when you were not ready oh. for it to be over. And I understand the NCAA is granting everybody a, a quote-unquote waiver and that this year doesn't count. So you technically could go and play somewhere 
But where's that money coming from? Big the the Big Ten schools and the Pac-12 schools don't just have a couple extra million dollars sitting around to you know appreciate and, and to put this money towards our these seniors extra year of scholarship money. It just it doesn't exist. So you're creating a situation where there's some guys and girls out there who are going to hear from their coaches and say, hey, we don't have room for you. I hope you can go find somewhere else to play for this one season. And then you ask yourself, well, is it that important to me? Am, am I, do I have a shot to, to keep playing or do I have to you know, take care of myself and my family and go work in corporate America? So I think it, it, it was a, a massive mistake by the Big Ten to aggressively cancel the season as they did. I, I think if there was obviously the amount of concerns that they had, I think they should have just pumped the brakes a little bit and said, hey, we're not committing to the season yet. We're not canceling, but just know that we are having our eyes all over this and seeing where it goes. Maybe even, you know, delaying the season a little bit by a couple of weeks, similar to what the SEC is doing. But, man, my heart is just hurting for all those seniors who, you know, are seemingly not playing and for all people who, who, you know, still unfortunately identify with this sport and the sport that they play that, you know, they might have a little bit of, uh, you know, self-worth questions right now where they're feeling worthless or what, what am I, what is my purpose now that this is taken away? And, and I just pray for all of them to, uh, to understand that's not true at all. It, it's, it's a game you play. It's not who you are. Amen. Amen. But you're right. I mean, people are wrestling with that. And, and so, uh, yeah, it's going to be key for, yeah, faith leaders in those locker rooms and whether, whether it's pastors or chaplains as well to uh, come alongside those guys and, uh, cause that's, yeah, it's going to be, gosh, it's, 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 it's heartbreaking. Like you say, it's, it's really, really tough. And, and, and for us, we're all excited about the games that we do get to see. And then there's a whole nother part of the country, which, which makes it very unique. Uh, that's for sure. Eric, uh, man, lo- love talking, uh, football with you and, and, and appreciate you already, you know, just kind of sharing a- about your faith, but w- would also love to just kind of unpack a little bit further your, your faith journey. And, and, and I guess the, the way to focus on it today is I'm curious the the pivotal moments in your life where your faith really grew and, and maybe was, was challenged in a significant way that that really you know built you into the the, the follower of Jesus that that you are now can, can you share some of those pivotal moments with us today yeah and so it's it's, it's funny how you know being in a locker room like football and and meeting the unique people that you do that, again, I mentioned earlier with ESPN that you never would have met in, in any other circumstance if it wasn't for football. So you get to hear a lot of cool stories, a lot of cool faith stories and coming to faith stories. And I, I have to admit that I'm happy that it's this way, uh, but my story is, is boring. It, it truly is. I grew up knowing that Jesus was my Lord and Savior, knowing that, uh, you know, God is my father and, and just being in the church from a very young age, I'm very blessed to, to have that foundation and to have that uh, from my mother and father, my aunts and uncles, my, my grandparents on all sides, and, and now even with my wife and, and her family. So it, it's been, you know, just, just truly a blessing that uh, I've had that to fall back on in, time, in hard times, to celebrate with others, to hopefully bring others uh, to Christ and, and to, to understand that that he is the way and the light and man it, like i tell you it's it's i'm very thankful uh that my my uh you know journey is so boring and is what it is but when you talk about times that that you, you're most thankful for your faith or, or that 
strengthened you the most or, or uh, you know, built it into to who you are and what you are. I think uh, two of the most, quote unquote, godliest uh, men in my life was my grandfather uh, and, and my uncle, both of which have, have passed away. And when you lose something like that, like such a rock that uh, you, you, you talk about the Bible, you talk about scripture and, and other things and, and opportunities in life with these people, you know, on a, on a weekly basis, when, when that gets taken away from you, uh, it, it's hard and it's a struggle. And I think that that was a time that, you know, had I not been, you know, a believer, it, it would have led me down some difficult path, but having that to rely upon, uh, you know, it helped me get through it. But it's it certainly at the end of the day, it's a, a sad, sad thing to have to deal with anybody, you know, losing a family member, but I'm just so appreciative and so blessed to have had those two men in my life to, to help create this foundation. And, and man, what a trying time that we're all going through right now that, you know, I hope people have been able to lean on and, and to understand that, you know, we're all going to get through this together. Amen. Amen. And I, I relate uh, very much so to your uh, faith story and, and having grown up, you know, in a Christian home and, I you know I I push back on on the word boring because because I'm right there with you and and even though maybe yeah it's not as as dramatic I, I think our story needs to be celebrated as well because I think it's an encouragement to parents raising kids to say to to let them know how important it is to to raise them in that type of home to to build in those principles because. It made a difference. You know, the, the fact that my parents put faith as the emphasis in the home changed me. And, and, and ultimately, you know, God did, did his work, but, but they set the environment for that to happen. And, and so it, it, it can be done. Not everybody has to go off to college and be crazy. Now, I went off to college and had to still grow and learn and make some mistakes and all that sort of thing, even though I had that for foundation. Sure. And I'm sure you did as well. Um, so anyway, I, I, yeah, I I like to, I feel bad because sometimes I'll ask guests that and they, they think, oh, I don't have this crazy story to share, but I find, I still find it encouraging. And I I think that listeners can too, especially for guys that, that are raising kids and and that kind of thing. Yeah, no no doubt about it. And again, would, would totally, you know, encourage people just, just to push it. And it's important. And even once your, you know, children leave the house, it's not like you're, your hands off, right? I see so many times where, you know, guys and gals are, are now outside of their, you know, mother and father's household. And, and now it's, oh, I'm going to set my own rules. I'm, I'm not going to church. You know, I would, I would strongly encourage you to, to just, as they need it, you know, be that reminder, say, Hey, have you, have you found a, a, a community? Have you found a group in, in your new area at, at your new school uh, to keep this going? Cause it, it's easy to, you know, fall victim to, to all the different distractions and freedoms and whatever else you want to call it that comes with college that, you know, I would just encourage everybody listening to, to continue, you know, to be that guidance and, and to continue to be that pushing forward uh, to just understand that it, it, it's still very important and you're going to find out a lot more about yourself in this new chapter of life. Absolutely. And, and ultimately, yeah, we all, we all have to make our own individual choice and who, who we say Jesus is, and if we want him to be the, the Lord of our life, and we have to die to ourselves every day and, and pursue him every day. Uh, but man, when, when, you, when you surround your kids with the, the understanding and you actually live that out, it, it makes a huge difference. Yep. So, uh, and okay. that, you know, now no to doubt. think, you know, the legacy of your parents and, and grandparents and, and to now 
help shape who you are. And now, like you talked about earlier, the platform that you have and how God can use that, man, it's, it's so cool. So, uh, so I, I lo- love hearing that. And, and speaking about college and, and going there, thankfully you were able to go to a, a, a football team and play for a team that, that has a, a follower of Jesus as the head coach. And, and so, <laughs> so what kind of spiritual impact, what kind of encouragement, what was Coach Dabo Sweeney to, to you through, throughout your, your college years? And I imagine even still today. Yeah, and I think, you know, kind of the, the way I tried to, to draw you a picture of, of how I live my life and, and with uh, my job at ESPN and the opportunities that I have in front of people, that, that's the same way he is. And I think that has a big part of, of how and, and why I go about things the way I do is, you know, Coach Sweeney did, did such an unbelievable job at providing opportunities for folks who, who were interested and, and who were believers and who wanted to, to learn more, who might not have been believers, but you know, had, had heard about it and, and had this overwhelming, you know, just pull or draw to, to learn more. And it wasn't, he wasn't overbearing. He wasn't, you know, throwing scripture at us every day, forcing, you know, a Bible down our throat, but he was there and that's who he was. So you couldn't help but, but notice and understand, man, this guy's so different. Why is that? Well, this is why, mm. because of the things he believes, because who he believes in uh, and ultimately, you know, gives his life to. So I, I think, you know, it was it was such a, an evident but not overwhelming but still yet purposeful way that he, you know, delivered his messages that, you know, I think that it, it was just – it was great for everybody. And, and still to this day, how he goes about handling his business and, and the way that he, you know, spreads the gospel, um, it, it's almost one of those things where when you know, you know, and if you don't know, you kind of wonder why. Mm-hmm. And – you know, what is this and, and what, how can I learn more of this? But at the same time, it's like, that sounds like a, a football message. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, he, he's masterful with his words and, and just is, is such a student uh, of faith and, and, you know, diving into the Bible that, you know, he'll interwound some stories. And I'm like, dang, that sounds like something from scripture, but I'm, I'm not sure if it is or isn't. So <laughs> that, that's what I mean when, when I say he, he's just, he's super into it and, and just such a great example for all those young men and me included, just to how to be a father, a husband, uh, and then a football player slash coach last. Man, I, I've I've heard him speak twice and was so encouraged by him. And and man, I can't imagine being in that locker room with him every day. It's 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 got to be just uh, so inspiring. That's why uh, Clemson keeps winning. That's for I sure. Uh, well, <laughs> well, um, on your on your Twitter page, uh, you know, you lead with this this kind of saying. It says, "Attempting to enhance my walk with Christ daily," and. I'm sure you you thought through exactly what you wanted to to put, and so why did you put it that way, and and what does that mean to to enhance my walk with Christ daily? You know, I think that each and every day, you know, we wake up with a decision to make. You know, we can either get better uh, or we can get worse that day, and there is no in between. There is no staying stagnant, and whether that's fortunate or unfortunate for people, depending on your mindset. That's the honest truth. And so when you, when you, when your feet hit the floor and, and you get out of bed and I just, I, I try to, to walk closer to him and I try to make conscientious decisions that, you know, make me closer to him that you don't stray away because it's, it's so easy to do so in, in this world that we live in uh, with, with the, the opportunity, the distractions, 
it is it is easy to be a bad person in today's world and it's just something that I, I try to try to walk right there with them so when when you talk about making that daily objective to, to get better you know you, you can you can spread that throughout everything that you do uh, in all aspects in, in life and that's what the you know the Bible tells us to do to do everything everything that we do uh, as it is for the Lord and, and I just try to to keep that mindset and to have that understanding and especially a place like social media where, you know, you can be such a positive or negative light very easily. Uh, I like to just have that little reminder there for myself and for, you know, others that, that might uh, linger or fall into to my profile to understand, Hey, this is, this is what we can all do. Amen. Well, man, I, I love your, your witness. I, I love your uh, insight and analysis uh, on TV and, and, and so excited to uh, be watching you this fall with college football returning and, and have a blast this weekend. And, and it's great to have you on during this, uh, this, this kind of big opening weekend. Uh, we've, we've seen a little college football. We've had a little taste, but now we kind of get even more this weekend. So uh, enjoy it and, and great to, to have you on the show, Eric. Really appreciate it. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me anytime. It's, it's always great to talk to you, my brother. Awesome. Well, thanks so much. There's Eric McClain joining us here on Unpacking It. Intriguing guests and inspiring conversations. This is Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. And we're back in the Unpacking the Studio to discuss our conversation with Eric McLean. And he, he's a really great guy. Just uh, I, I mentioned it in the interview. His enthusiasm, passion, energy, it, it shines through when you watch him on TV. I mean, he's smiling, which is just awesome. I mean, is there anything worse than an unhappy analyst? I mean, give me a break. Like, there are guys, I don't want to go off on this, but... There are guys on TV that are so negative and they're always complaining about something. It's so refreshing to have people on TV that actually love the sport they're covering. They realize that they're living the dream and they're talking sports. Lighten up. It's not the end of the world. Please, please. We need some more joy and passion and excitement on, uh, on sports coverage. So thank you, Eric for bringing that to the ACC network and thanks for bringing that to the show today. And, and he's a young guy, but, but uh, you know, just a lot of wisdom and just a, a steady guy. So uh, I appreciate his thoughts uh, just on faith and, and growing up, you know, as a, a believer. And, and like I said, I relate to that. And what, what's so incredible about God's goodness and his grace is that when we're, when we're open to it, God, God captures us at different times in our lives and you know our eyes are open our heart is open at, at different times and for some of us it's when we're young for some at, at, on, on people's deathbeds and no matter when it is it, it's it's our story and, and God is good with it all uh, through it all in every story and it's important for all of us to share our own story whatever that entails some of us it's it's very dramatic we were at the at the lowest of lows and 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 for some maybe we never got that low but we experienced God in our own 
unique way and and saw a, a side of him that that maybe others haven't experienced yet or you know that kind of thing because I think back in my life and and I've I've been through dramatic times of my own but maybe they weren't the the same dramatic moments that you faced or the 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 the, the drug addict or the alcoholic or you know fill in the blank that there are all these different types of of circumstances that that God frees us from that God brings us out of and they all point to his goodness his grace his love and and so for for each of us you know it's a process it's a journey and 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 we love on this this show to share elements of those stories with you from from athletes and analysts and coaches that that we respect and and watch on TV and then to know oh okay th- that's their background that, that's who they really are because we'll hear some of the sports stories about these guys and that's cool and you know what they did in high school or college and you know depending on the level that we're watching and and that's all great and that adds to the story too but to hear the heart of guys and and, and to know their perspective and and to know okay Eric comes from uh you know a solid family that helps shape who he is and, and his perspective and that that's great but there are guys on his show that don't come from that same background which which creates uh, you know, interest and all that kind of thing too. So I, I sometimes, I just want to encourage people, whatever the story is, let's share it if it's pointing people to Jesus, right? We, we've, all, we've, all got, we've all got moments and, and, and circumstances and parts of the, uh, the trials and, and tribulations that have impacted us, have grown us, have challenged us, and, and even if they're you know, quote unquote, to a lesser degree or whatever from someone else. That, that's not the point. That doesn't, that, that's not as important. It's important how has God used those moments to change us, to transform us. Sometimes it's two parents, sometimes it's one parent, sometimes it's an uncle, it's a grandpa, it's a mentor, it's a coach. All of those people can factor into who we become and, and add to our spiritual formation and, and, and becoming more and more like Jesus. And we just want to be thankful that if we know Jesus, to be thankful for that. that that's what we're thankful for, uh, r- regardless of the time. For those of us raising kids, I mean, I, I pray. I pray for my, my daughter, Maddie, that she will know God at a young age. I, I basically pray it daily. Uh, I try to. That, that's, that's, that's one of my daily prayers for her, is, is that, that, that she would know God at a young age. And, and, and I don't know how God will answer that, that prayer exactly, but that's my prayer. And, and so I, I want her to, you know, avoid certain pitfalls that, that, that some people fall into. But at the same time, I know that God uses those pitfalls to help, you know, help people uh, recognize and realize who he is because they get to a point of desperation and get to a point of uh, surrender and, and brokenness to say, oh, I, don't, I, I can't go my own way. And so I'm hoping that, that little Maddie doesn't have to get to that point that she'll recognize God's goodness and she sees God shine through me on a day-to-day basis that she'll want to, to know him as well. So that's, that's best-case scenario. That's still best-case scenario. But for those of you listening that, that maybe you know, recognized who God was later on in life, you don't have to live in regret. You don't have to, oh, I wish that I would have of course, yeah, you wish you always knew God. That's, that's the hope. That's the goal. But from this day forward, from this point forward, that's, that's what we, we, we no longer dwell on the past. If we're a new creation, we, we strive to, to look ahead. 
right? We, we, we no, no longer look back. Paul talks about that, right? So that, that's the encouragement to all of us. So it's, a, it's an encouragement across the board today. So I, I just wanted to, uh, to unpack that a, a little bit further. And, and would love to know your story. would love to know your perspective on that. Uh, where, where you come out. So you can email me, Bryce, at unpackingit.com. I always love to hear from you, uh, Bryce, at unpackingit.com. And uh, thanks again to Eric for joining us today and can't wait to watch college football this year. I mean, it's hard to pick against Clemson, hard to pick against Alabama. They're always in the mix. It is so weird to think that the Big Ten is not going to be a part of things. And Ohio State, as good as they've been and projected to be this year, to not have them in the mix, it's tough, especially with their big fan base. Very, very interesting. As someone who lives in the South, I'm thankful for ACC, SEC, and Sunbelt, App State, still playing this year, uh, which is, you know, we just have to embrace it. So if you're, if you're a Big Ten fan listening to the podcast today, you can jump on the App State bandwagon. I was talking to Eric before the show and and he was he was you know giving me some optimism for app this year as far as the opportunity they may have to to finish as well they're already a top 25 team finish as a top 20 team maybe sneak in to one of the bigger bowls because they could be undefeated unfortunately app was supposed to play wisconsin and that game got canceled uh so that was going to be a big opportunity just to showcase hey we can beat big 10 teams and all that comes along with that and and recognition and uh respect from the 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 voters and all that so uh anyway it's gonna be a fun season regardless uh, you know there is a little bit of a black cloud over it but as fans we just got to remain optimistic with the games that we do have the players we get to watch and and the kickoff on saturday at noon we still got it so let's enjoy but thanks for listening today as always i'm a sports fan who follows jesus i believe in the good news that he died on the cross for my sin he was resurrected and through faith i've been saved by his grace. I hope that is true for you as well, and I hope you'll join me as we live life as sports fans who follow Jesus together. Have a great rest of your day. We'll talk to you next time right here on the Unpacking It podcast. For more information about the show, our events, and other resources, visit unpackingit.com. That's U-N-P-A-C-K-I-N-I-T.com. We hope you are encouraged, inspired, and challenged by what you heard today. To support our show and Unpacking It Ministries with a financial gift, visit unpackingit.com slash donate. We look forward to unpacking sports, faith, and life with you again next week. 